do I have to find about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you respond. Are you kidding me? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkandSpill.com. And on this episode of Network and Spill, we're doing a spotlight episode, which is one of my faves. This is a hashtag November spotlight because it is November. And what's crazy is this month is almost over, which is really creepy, but it's happening. So we're going to roll with it. I've got a really amazing guest who I feel super lucky to have been able to snag so randomly in like divine timing. Um, this guest is actually somebody I found via IG. I was scrolling. We'll talk about this actually in a minute, but I found her kind of organically. I was just scrolling and then I messaged and then I clicked. And then next thing you know, we're on the phone. Next thing you know, we're like BFFs. So here we are. Um, and this guest is actually from the South. She founded her organization and it's called Black Girls with Purpose. And I love that obviously. And she founded it in New Orleans and then she moved to Dallas recently, which is where I used to be which is kind of crazy because I missed her when I wasn't, when I was there, she wasn't there. And then when she was there, I guess I wasn't there and now I'm not there, but I'm so glad that we can be connected in this like virtual way. So I wanted to bring her on to talk specifically about her organization, the work that she's doing with Black Girls with Purpose. She's a fellow podcaster. She's a speaker. She's a writer. She's a coach and motivator. And she's just a badass with like a ton of stuff going for her. And these are the kind of people I like on my show. So here we are. Uh, last but not least, I do want to formally introduce you to Mrs. Brianna Lightfoot Smith. Um, Brianna is somebody who I really just like, I'm literally getting goosebumps right now thinking about like all the stuff that's going to happen in 2020 with her, with her company or organization, and just like with the things that she's doing business wise. So if you're not on the gram following her, make sure you follow her. I will link everything in the show notes. Everything we talk about will be in the show notes. But yeah, let's uh, let's bring on Miss Miss Bree. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. How's it going? It's going good. I'm really excited to connect with you, and like you said, just getting. I've just learned the power of social media. I was running away from it for a long time because I was overwhelmed and I feel like I wasn't using it properly. But when I said, "Okay, this is a tool and a platform for me to be able to connect with other phenomenal women," the skies opened up for me. <laughs> Yeah, it it really is. So I, I'm not sure when I started following you on IG or when that happened, which is mm-hmm. kind of the fun part. Yeah. But I'm, I've been following you, I guess, for a bit, and I saw something that you had posted, and or maybe you know what it was. It could have been a hashtag. So mm, yes, probably. Yeah, I follow. Use your people. hashtags, people. <laughs> really, honestly, it's been it's so much fun, and I was like, oh, nobody follows hashtags. Like this is stupid. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely not. Um, It's a great way to find, especially if you're into like random stuff, like you can follow like a crochet hashtag, (laughs) follow like, and I I do follow that just FYI. I do. It's, it's random. Who I am. And there's a bunch of other hashtags I follow too. And you must've come up on there. And then I clicked on your post Mm -hmm. and I guess I responded. And then we were talking, I don't remember what the post was, but it was basically like, you know, if you want to get involved in this phenomenal group mm-hmm, of women, mm-hmm. you know, click here and this is in this. And yeah. I did. 
right? And I signed up for a call with you. Yes, you did, which I appreciate that because, listen, I think we talked about this offline. In the world of likes and comments, and even a comment is so much better than a like, but when people actually take action from your post, you just want to give them a hug. Really? You read the caption. You didn't just double tap. You read the caption. You saw that it said, visit blackgirlswithpurpose.org slash biz, and you actually went there and you took action. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. We get so used to just like scrolling and liking yes. and scrolling and liking that we don't always read it. But something about the post made me stay. And that's where I think, you know, when you're intentional about being on social media, like you were saying, and mm-hmm. connecting with women. I mean, you're when I look at the bio for Black Girls with Purpose, if you guys are on your phones right now, be sure to follow. Literally, it's Black Girls with Purpose. That's the IG uh, handle. The The description says community creating online and offline places for women of color to connect and, you know, that tune into our podcast and our, and our IG stuff. And I think that's so, I mean, obviously it's amazing because that's kind of what I love talking about is ability to create community. So why don't you tell us kind of how Black Girls with Purpose started the show and the things that you've been creating over the, the, when did you start actually? 2016. Yeah. So since 2016, like tell me about what's been going on. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind, honestly. Um, we started, I, I want to all, I always preface by saying I did not have any plans on starting an organization. I wanted to write for Essence Magazine and I was just going to have my corner office and be cute and wear my cute, like, you know, hip clothing and everything. And right before graduation from high, from, from high school, from college, I just felt this shift because I was writing for another magazine at the time. And I was just writing an article about, you know, seven mascaras every girl should wear or something like that. And I just, when I was reading it, I thought to myself, girl, this is not going to change anybody's life. Um, And I knew that if I worked at Essence, that I would probably have to start out with those kind of articles. Eventually I wanted to get to the features, right. But I was going to have to basically pay my dues and and write some articles I probably didn't, didn't care much about. And that just didn't sit well with me. And so I found myself months away from graduation, changing my entire career path that I'd pursued since I was six years old. And when I did that, it, it, it was just crazy. I said, okay, well, what do I want to do? What other things do I even like doing? I knew, I mean, I was like, I've only liked writing. I've only done writing. You know, I've, wrote a book when I was like seven years old called The Cloud Factory. And so I'm like, I don't understand what else I, I should do. And then I got this email from our career services center at my college because I went to the University of Missouri or Mizzou. And they said, hey, do a year of service. And so I said, oh, that sounds good. And so it, it was through a program called City Year, which is similar to Teach for America, but it's a shorter term and with a lot less pay. <laughs> and um, I said to myself, hey, you know, if I do this year of service, people won't understand that I'm doing it because I don't know what I want to do anymore. It'll just look really commendable. Like, oh my gosh, have you heard? Bree's helping underprivileged youth in the, the inner cities and blah, 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 blah. And so filled out the application, was going to work in LA, that didn't work out, was going to do Miami, that didn't work out, and ended up in New Orleans because they saw that I was from Texas and said that I should be closer to home, that kind of thing. And so I ended up working with high schoolers. I worked at a high school. It was the first year that that program was ever in a high school. And it was crazy. Like Whitney, when I tell you the, the, the environment was so toxic, out of a, a staff of 50 
35 quit or were fired by the end of the year. And it was really, I don't know. It's, it's just interesting that I took the job thinking that it was going to be like a, a gap filler and it ended up being the realest job that I've ever had. And so over the course of that year, I found myself gravitating towards a lot of the teen girls and asking them, you know, how they were coping with what, what it is that they were seeing at our school and what kind of things that they were thinking about. And so in having conversations with them and then having conversations with girls that I was working with in ministry at my church out there, I just thought to myself, man, God, like people are still struggling with this same thing that I was struggling with as a teen, which was suicidal thoughts, lack of identity, that type of thing. And I felt like I was like, well, if you see a problem, then why don't you work to solve it? And I said, well, how should I solve it? And he said, write a book. And I said, what should it be called? What should it be called? Yeah. And what should we call it? And he said, the Black Girls Guide to Living on Purpose. And I was like, uh, I don't know about that. You know, I'm really not trying to get behind this whole Black Lives Matter movement. I don't want to be a politician or whatever. And he said, girl, if I'm giving you the title, it's going to be successful. So just go with it. So I wrote the book. The book became a workbook. My aunt told me that I should do workshops. So I did workshops and then workshops became events. And I looked up and we had had, we just had this entire organization. And I remember the first workshop we had women, I, I, it was actually, I had geared it towards teens, but college girls were coming and the girls that were coming most frequent were coming from three hours away. And so when I realized that I said, okay, we might be onto something. If we have women coming from three hours away to take advantage of what it is that we're offering. And they didn't just come the first time they came every consecutive week. So I said, okay, well, I guess we're going to start doing events and helping not just teens. We're going to help college girls in our community. And um, yeah, that's really the beginning of Black Girls of Purpose. And so that was three years ago, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had our first conference in 2017 and that was an amazing experience. And then last year we started doing monthly events. We did um, meet and greet at the beginning of the year, just to say, who is our community? You know, how can we connect with them? We did a write the vision workshop, which was a phenomenal experience. Uh, We based our activity off this book called moving forward uh, or living forward. And that is a really, really great book. And um, we did a love yourself luncheon for girls. We did a mother daughter brunch. We did so many events. And I just, that's when I realized, man, I love creating these connections. I love creating these experiences. It's definitely a lot of fun. And I think it's, it's gotta be, you know, exciting and I guess thrilling too, to a degree where you're, you're not really sure what's going to come about, (laughs) right? You don't know what's going to happen, who's going to meet who, but you know that something special is going to happen. And it may not be something like in that moment, but maybe, you know, an aha moment happens or a light bulb goes off or someone goes home and really sits with what they you know, heard or what, or what happened, you know, in person. And that's kind of, I think, one of the most beautiful things about it. So can you talk a little bit about how it's changed this work, right? This mission, this testimony has really helped change your life in different ways. I would love to. Um, Man, I think one of the biggest ways that it's changed my life is that it's shown me what I'm capable of. I as I shared, I mean, I was this little girl who had thoughts of suicide, who wasn't, didn't really see a reason for living. I would picture my funeral and who would come and who would be sad that they weren't nice to me and all these different things. And to, so, so to think that that same little girl 
or teenager to become this woman who was not only confident in her own identity, but was able to build other women up in their identity uh, has really impacted me. And honestly, it's made me a woman of integrity. It's helped me to live what I teach. I can't be out here talking to women about how they should take care of their mental health if I'm not myself willing to go to therapy. I can't talk to them about how they should be eating better if I'm not eating clean. I I can't talk to them about how they should put themselves in the right circles with women who support them if I have relationships that are toxic to me. And so it's just been this ever-evolving thing. And it's, it's almost like a mirror where Black Girls with Purpose has helped me to look at my full self, good and bad, and see the things that I want to change about myself, the things that, that could be better, but also seeing the things that are there that are really awesome that I didn't recognize until I basically put them on this platform for other people to see. Yeah, being able to walk your talk is, yeah, it can be challenging. I mean, so I, I commend you for, for seeing that so soon because I don't, I don't know if that clicks for everybody, especially people that are doing work that's deeper and especially work with, I guess, young people, especially mm-hmm. young impressionable people like a teenager or yeah. a preteen, right? This, these are like, like really important years that will shape like the women that they become. And I think for, for us as leaders and as like, you know, influencers or whatever you use, whatever you want to call it, right? right. But women who are trying to move people and, and help shape people and, and whatnot, that requires a lot of like self work and you have to hold yourself responsible to all of that. It's not because everyone's looking at you, right? To a degree, everyone's either watching you and you can't, you know, not walk your time. I mean, I guess you can, a lot of people do, but I don't think you can do that with full integrity. I don't think you can do that long-term at some point, you know, things are going to hit the fan and someone's going to find out your dirty laundry will be aired and you'll have to explain yourself. And when you put in the work and the time and effort to be better and to do better and to live better, I think it shows. And that absolutely bleeds into the fabric of your entire company, organization, nonprofit, whatever it is you're doing. And it's super important. So definitely kudos to you for that. I, I'm on your IG page and I see, you know, as I scroll here, there's so much that you're doing and that you're offering. Um, so with the show, it's funny, I've had a few podcasters on the show recently. So I want you to talk about the podcast, but I also want you to talk about what your favorite part of, of that is, like your favorite, is it the workshops? Is it hosting luncheons? Like, what do you love doing? And then you got to tell me about the show. Okay, man, that's such a heavy question. What do I love most? Um, I love creating aha moments for women because, and, you know, what you're seeing on our page on our Activate community, that, that's something recent that we'll, we're launching and we'll, we can talk about that more later, of course. But um, the thing, the reason why I call our Activate community Activate is because there are so many people who are walking around and they're like, what's my purpose? What was I created for? And I, I have seen, you already know it and you're probably doing it already. It's just something that you need to activate or something that you need to help have someone else activate in you. And so when I have these events and I see women have these aha moments, these activating moments where they realize, oh my gosh, I'm a speaker. Or, oh my gosh, I can write a book or, oh my gosh, you know, I love poetry or I love shooting photos or even the women that we hire that we work with with Black Girls of Purpose when we host events like the woman that we had 
the woman who owned the space where we had our fearless event, our, our live podcast experience celebrating our podcast anniversary, she was in the room and she just, I said something and she said, oh my gosh, I have chills. And, and just having those moments with women where they're getting the chills, they're having the aha moments, there is literally nothing like it. And as someone who loves connecting women as well, I love seeing, love being at my events and seeing women exchange numbers or Instagrams or say, hey, okay, we're going to have lunch next week. I, I had breakfast with one of the women in our community this morning. And she was telling me that her and another woman in our community were texting the other day about something that they had talked about at our event. And I'm just like, yes, this is the purpose because we talked about this too. So many people think we're only competing. We're not collaborating. And that's just not true. That's not what I'm seeing. And I don't know if that's because I'm creating spaces where women feel like they don't have to compete, but I love it. And, it, and it's just everything to me. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I seeing people get something special from what from showing up for themselves, regardless yeah. of whether it's a connection or an aha moment, is so amazing. I love yeah. seeing that, and I love you know when I go to events and I see it's not my event, but I see black women kind of huddled in a corner, yes. you know, just smiling and having a good time and talking about stuff and kikiing in a way that only. <laughs> Black girls can do. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yes. it, it really is. And it's powerful because, yeah, there's a lot of these preconceived notions about what we are capable of doing and how we're capable of doing it and how we show up and how we don't show up. And I know we talked about this a little bit when we first kind of chit chatted, but to me, that's a hot topic. Um, and so we can get into that and we will get into that. But I do want to talk a little bit about the podcast show yes. and how you're sparking aha moments over there. Yes. So what is so this show called? It's the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. And we actually, man, I'm giving y'all the tea. We're going to be changing our name in January. I can't tell you what we're changing it to just yet, but we're going to be changing our name in January. But for right now, it's the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. And man, you said, what's my favorite part about the podcast? I think the discipline that it's taught me because I am a wife. I'm a mom of two boys under, well, now my oldest son is actually two. So I guess I can't say two under two. I can say two under three. And I have to get up early to record or I have to find times to record when my son might be at at his half day program or I, I never take the risk of recording while napping because listen, that just, I've had too many moments of the screaming right when I was about to wrap up the episode for the day. And so I think just the discipline is something that I really appreciated. And my podcast is a Bible study. So it, I also love the fact that it's helped me to, to study my word more uh, because before, I don't know, it's with anything, right? People say you, the best way to learn something is to teach it. And I, have had to really learn my stuff because I can't, going back to what you were saying with integrity, I can't tell people, oh, you know, the Bible says stuff about your identity if I can't quote scriptures directly that say, no, Second uh, Peter 2 and 9 talks about how you're chosen and how you're royalty or, or I can't, or how Psalm 139 talks about how you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Like I have to know those things for myself. And one thing that I love too is just when I get texts from people saying, Brie, this is exactly what I needed, or Brie, you know, how did you know I was going through this? Or Brie, girl, I was clapping when I heard you talk about anger and snapping back or whatever the case may be. Just that transparency really empowers me. And I've even had someone this past month who said that something that we 
something that I talked about on the podcast sparked her to write a poem. And she said she hadn't written a poem in a while. And so just to know, going back to that activating, right, to know that we're sparking creativity or we're sparking those, oh my gosh, this is what God thinks about me moments or whatever the case may be, is just really inspiring. And it, and it holds me accountable to keep producing episodes every single week because you're a podcaster too. You know that there are weeks where you're like, you know what, <laughs> I'm not sure this is going to be a bye week or maybe... I mean, is anybody even, and obviously we have the stats to show people are listening, but sometimes we think, are they really going to notice if I don't push an episode out on Tuesdays, even though that Tuesdays are our days? And I see now, no, people care and, and, and they're, they're looking for what it is that you offer. And so that means so much to me. And I think that is one of my favorite things about podcasting. And I didn't ever intend for it to be a Bible study. I thought it was just going to be what our blog was, which was highlighting Black women in our community. Uh, But I did, I think I was studying a particular topic in the Bible and just felt like I wanted to share that with our listeners. And that was when we launched back in October, 2018. And little did I know that that was going to end up being the format uh, every single week. Um, And then we also still have the features that we do monthly. Yeah, the show, I mean, I, I, I found out about it quite recently. Um, I think I found out about it Thursday when we talked, mm-hmm. um, which well, we're recording now on a Tuesday and this is going to go live on Thursday. So it was just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love about people who are podcasters is that you do have to be consistent. And like you mm-hmm. said, when you want to stop, when you want to be like, mm, is this really necessary? This yeah. week, you have to kind of be like, no girl, you're putting out this episode. It's yeah. happening. And it's interesting because that, it's, it's different than any other social media platform, any yeah. other modality, any other way of communicating with a group of people. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because you control it in such a unique and special way. And when you don't show up, it, it, it's affecting other people in, in ways that you may not be aware of um, or that you may not see, but it does affect people. So, and it affects, you know, a number of things, your stats, sometimes it can affect your momentum, right? Like going to the gym and like, oh, you know what? I'll just, you know, today's kind of weird. It's raining outside. So maybe I just, <laughs> and, and then the next day it happens again. And you're like, well, this day it's actually raining even harder. And, you know, they shut down that road. They're doing some construction and, you know, my, my ankle kind of hurts. Then there's mm. more and it just, it snowballs. And that's yeah. a way to not be consistent. But with podcasting, you kind of have to be regular about it. And, um, people are watching it, technically listening, but they're there. (laughs) So, um, I'm glad that you have that show and I'm glad that you have that additional way to connect with your audience. Now, one of the big things, you know, I I wanted to talk about before we get into community is really about like living with intention. And I saw Mm -hmm. that somewhere on your media kit or something. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I want to talk about how you've been able to start living with intention because you mentioned in the beginning your story about working and then being around teens and, and having these thoughts mm-hmm. as a kid and growing through that. But then mm-hmm. kind of we, we get to the part where you're writing books and you're at mm-hmm. Essence Festival and you're hosting luncheons. But tell me a little bit more about what happened in between where you were really going through it, trying to pick yourself up and really become something that you didn't know that you wanted to be, mm-hmm. but that you knew that could be. Oh, that's a fantastic question. Um, wow. 
the in-between, because that's what people don't talk about, right? Uh, I honestly, even now, feel like I'm in a state of in-between, in-between where I feel like Black Girls of Purpose is going to be and where we are currently, and you talked about that as well. People will look at our Instagram feed and they will look at our website and... You know, I'm really big on branding. I'm really big on consistency of a background in graphic design. And I, I have a background in website design. So I do a lot of those things myself. And I think that people can think, oh my gosh, she's got this huge team. You know, she's out here popping. Everybody's buying everything that she's offering. And the truth is that that's not the case. I have been in this in-between season for really two years since in 2017, when I had my son, Jaden, my first son, Jaden. I only have one son, Jaden, my first son, Jaden. <laughs> my first son, Jaden, uh, when I had him, that's really where I think my in-between started because I thought I was going to go full-time with Black Girls of Purpose then to the point where I was willing to sacrifice really my ministry here at home. Like the house was a mess. I wasn't really talking to my husband like that. Like I was just, I had a baby, literally delivered him. I think I was home for six weeks because I had to be because I broke my toe a week after I gave birth to him and I couldn't drive because it was my right foot, which is my dominant foot and all these different things. And so whenever I was released to drive again, I was just like, peace, I'm going to all the mixers. Um, and for me, mixers look like my life groups and stuff at church or whatever the case may be. But I was just, I was really trying to make sure that I didn't lose my identity as Brie, that I didn't want to just be a mom. I didn't want to just be a wife. And so I fought so hard to make sure that people still saw me, right? And so because of that, I think I really led myself on this journey that I wasn't expecting to go on where I had a lot of things stripped away from me that I I did just have those quote unquote identities as mom and wife for a while where I wasn't bringing in income into our household uh, literally from September of last year until even right now, like we bring in our occasional sales with Black Girls of Purpose, but everything that we've made with Black Girls of Purpose, I've reinvested into Black Girls of Purpose because I know that this is our sewing season. And I know that next year is going to be huge, but there have just been a lot of frustrations with, okay, God, I know that this is something that you've given to me. So where is the success? Like what's happening with it? Why isn't this launching? Why have I not sold out of all these products or these services? Why haven't people, why aren't people like beating down the doors trying to get these memberships? And it's really had, it's really caused me to go back and say, okay, what is my purpose behind doing this? If I'm doing it from a place of service, then I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep being consistent. I'm going to keep posting the podcast episodes, sending out the weekly newsletters, doing the Instagram live Bible studies, posting about members of our community. I'm going to do all those things because I know that they're helping people. And I know that this is what people need. And I am trusting that because I am sowing those seeds, like this, the harvest is going to come for me. And so I think it's just really been this battle with identity and understanding my identity is not based in my income, that my identity is not based in my Instagram following, that even in moments where I may not come as, as correct as I would like, like last week with the Instagram live Bible study, my hair was looking crazy. So I had an add on and I'm like, girl, this is not good branding. This is not a good look. But at the end of the day, what people are starting to come from for is me. And the fact that they're showing up, even in moments where I feel like I'm not at my best, 
shows me one, the power of community, but it also shows me, Brie, you are the person that you've been aspiring to be. And that confirmation is, how does that feel? The confirm, like that actual confirmation of knowing that that's where you're at. It's indescribable. I share often when I share my testimony, I talk about how my mom would always tell me when I was 15 and struggling with suicide, which she never knew that I was thinking about killing myself. I didn't tell her that until I was much older, but she would just tell me, she would come to my room periodically and she would say, Brie, this isn't the end of your story. She'd say, I wish that I could tell you all the great things that God has for you. I wish I could just lay it out for you and say, hey, you know, you're going to go to this place. You're going to be able to experience this particular thing. She said, I can't tell you, but I know that he has great plans for you. And so to be in that season of these are the great plans and knowing that this is just a glimpse of it is really amazing to me. But I think I had to start with what I had instead of waiting on this big aha moment or this big check from someone or this big, you know, investor or magazine article to do the work that I'm already doing. And that's important. And I think that's, I hope everybody got that. And if you didn't do the little 15 second, 15 second rewind (laughs) and hear it again, because I think for me, the the problem that you know comes up is that we're always kind of looking for the the next shiny object, or we're looking for that like piece of gold to just come out of like the dirt when we're out here digging and we're trying to get stuff done. We're looking for this huge rock, right? This huge diamond in the rough. We're looking for something big or tangible. And sometimes that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you get little stones. Maybe you get like a little rock or like a piece of a piece of like a toy or like you, you find some random shit, but it's something and it's something that you can hold on to. And that's yeah. something that proves that if you keep going, you will find something. Yeah. And the more that you keep going and the more that you stay the course, I think the better, um, the better you'll be and the more likely you'll be able to stay consistent with yourself and stay true to who you are. And yeah. I, I, I want to interject and say, I, I have this like, deck of cards from um gabrielle bernstein she's an author she wrote a bunch of books and um it's not like a tarot card or anything it's just like a just a book of affirmations or not a Mm -hmm. book but like a little a deck of affirmations and you just kind of pull them out and they're just little affirmations Mm -hmm. and i pulled one the other day just because i was feeling like it and i was just kind of having a shitty night and the card said that i think it was like lack of happiness is or unhappiness is a lack of faith in the universe or a lack of faith in God. That's Mm -hmm. who you believe. And Mm -hmm. I find that to be so interesting Mm -hmm. because I had just got done complaining about how I was unhappy about something. And once I read that, I was like, wow. And I really, that's all it said. It was that one little sentence. And I just sat with that and I've been thinking about, I kept the card out. I didn't put it back. Hopefully I don't lose it, but it's been sitting on my bed for the last couple of days. And it's a constant reminder that, you know, when you are feeling like, your purpose or your journey or your path isn't as, you know, pretty or plentiful as maybe you would like that having that faith in something, it could be religion. It could be yourself. It could be your future. It could be your business, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. right. Having faith in something, but having faith typically in a higher power is going to, you know, it's just, it feels a little bit better for most of us. Um, if you have that faith, it will propel you and it will make you happy because at least knowing that something's coming is better than reveling in the fact that you don't have it in this moment. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I'm going to keep that card out. We're going to keep it out. We're going <laughs> to keep looking at it, but it was, frame it. yeah, it was a big aha moment for me. Literally this, this week, this past weekend. Um, and I hope that everybody listening, if you feel no matter what age you are, doesn't matter if you're a teenager, preteen, maybe you're a young adult, maybe you're a little older. If you're feeling like you are not happy, you don't have purpose, you don't like your purpose, your purpose isn't where you want it to be. I think there are tools. I know there are tools, but I think there are tools that you can, I guess, test for a little bit or try out or try on for a little bit until you find what works for you that will help you continue the journey towards whatever it is that you do want, even if you don't necessarily feel like you know what that is in this moment. Um, And so that's kind of my next question is a lot of times when we talk about purpose and when we talk about um, living intentionally, it's, it's like, well, I got to find myself, but nobody knows, Mm -hmm. nobody knows where they are. Right. And I go, I mean, I guess I'm in Virginia, but like, how do I find myself? And sometimes it feels very difficult to, kind of confusing, I think, to a lot of us to try to find this purpose when we really don't even know what that might look like, what it might look like, what it might sound like, what it might taste like, what it might feel like. How do you, or what do you say, or how do you recommend women listening who are struggling with their purpose or have reservations or questions, how do you recommend that they move forward in this purpose-finding adventure that I guess we all kind of are on it on, on different levels? Yeah, that's a great question. I know for me, I just the, with the relationship that I have with God, that's where I had to go. I, I often give the example of having a malfunction with your phone, right? If you have an Apple phone and you go to a Samsung store and say, hey, can you help me with this? Like they can give you instructions, but those instructions are limited and it's, it's just based on their particular experience. And so the way that I look at it is, okay, if God created me and I feel like I have this thing, this malfunction in me, right? That isn't going right. I feel like I don't know what my purpose is. Who better than him to go and say, hey, what did you create me for? Like, where are the instructions to this? And knowing that uh, as a believer that those instructions are in the word of God, but also knowing that he's not going to give me the full instructions. (laughs) He'll give me a piece and say, hey, girl, yeah, um, go to this place. Or with the case of going to New Orleans, go and serve in New Orleans. I didn't go to New Orleans thinking, okay, this is going to lead me to write a book. It's going to lead me to do workshops. It's going to lead to this whole organization. And then we're going to serve teens. And then we're going to serve college students. And then we're going to move to Dallas. And we're actually going to focus on millennial women. He wouldn't give me that full picture. And I honestly know that he wouldn't give me the full picture because I'd say, uh, nah, that's not happening. (laughs) But also if I did think that it was going to happen, I would try to find a way to manufacture or make it happen quicker. And so for anybody who's looking for their purpose, I would say as a believer, again, just going to Jesus and saying, what is it that you created me for? What is it that you have me to do? And also not dismiss those things that you're doing already. Like you said, I love that analogy of trying to find some big shiny rock in the sand. I think a lot of us think that purpose is this elusive golden arch that you're just going to look at it and say, oh my gosh, yes, this is my purpose because it's big and it's shiny. And sometimes your purpose is something quote unquote small. Like not everybody is going to be the influencer. Not everybody is going to be the YouTube sensation. Not everybody is going to be the next Oprah or the next Heather Lindsay, if you follow her ministry or the next Sarah Jakes Roberts. Like you have this unique thing that you were created to do. And if you try to 
manufacture what other people are doing because you feel like, well, they seem to enjoy what their purpose is. You have to understand you can't be them and they can't be you. And everybody has something valuable to offer. So you just have to look at those things that you already do that you naturally do. That makes sense. And I agree. I'm really glad that you answered that in the way that you did, because it ties back into everything that, you know, essentially you've been saying um, during this conversation so far. And I, I do believe that those listening, you know, have something that they've been doing that is amazing. And it could be something that they maybe don't know about yet, or they do know about and they haven't really thought about it or yeah. you know, whatever. They're just completely kind of not aware just yet. But I think one of the ways that I guess you could do that is to ask around, you know, ask people around yes. you, what am I really good at? And what am I, you know, really thriving in? And like, you know, like, this is my thing. Like, this is my jam. And yes. um, a lot of times you'll hear people say stuff and you're like, really? That's, that's the thing that you think? And, right. and that's what happened to me when I did that. And it's really eye-opening. And once you can start, I will say that I feel like God, the universe, whomever, we are given signs. Whatever you believe, whomever you believe in, you get signs. If you are aware and you are open to receive those signs, you will get them. And I think it could be a whisper. You could see something, um, whatever you believe in. I know a lot of people listening have different like backgrounds and whatnot. I think most people are probably in like the Christian or, you know, that realm, but I do have a lot of people who are more, you know, ethereal and are are more into like saying the universe, whatever. I don't discriminate. Um, I do believe that it's important for us to kind of have various beliefs. I just, I I believe that no matter what you believe in or who you believe in, you, you have access to communicate with them. However, whoever, whatever you want to call it, you have access to communicate. That's the whole point. So whether you believe in the universe and the universe provides for you, the universe has your back. Like Gabrielle Bernstein talks a lot about. Um, Marianne Williamson talks a lot about God and, Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, what is that book? The big blue book, um, A Course in Miracles. She talks a lot about God in that book and Mm -hmm. the universe. She talks about them both kind of, um, together. It's really interesting, but Mm -hmm. the main point is that communication is there if you so allow it and awareness is there if you are receptive to it. So if you are struggling, there are a number of things that you can do, but going inward is a very powerful tool because when you get yourself and you can start hearing what your creator is telling you, then you can start making moves in the right direction. And maybe, you know, your purpose and your, um, the meaning behind you and your life isn't so, um, kind of out there seems so far away. So I think so daunting. Yeah, it it can be, at least it was for me for a really long time. I didn't grow up in a super religious home. We were military and we moved around a lot and we went to different churches. So when we were in New York, when I was a kid, I went to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Texas and I went to like a Christian school or mm-hmm. not a Christian school, but it was like a, a Christian church. And we did like vacation Bible study school and stuff. And then I moved to the Virginia DC area and I went to a Baptist church and it was just, you know, just different groups. I think my grandma was Protestant. I okay. don't know, but like we had a lot of different rules. And then I started hanging out with people from different places mm-hmm. and I learned about, you know, some of the Indian and Hindu and just really interesting stuff, right? Got into yeah. yoga. You learn a lot about Buddhism over there. Um, and I think all of the religions are really interested in finding your path and finding yeah. your path. And I find it super interesting. So I'm glad that people have you to go to, to not only help them find their purpose, but also to kind of help them along the way as yeah. they're kind of trekking through it. Yes. It's a journey. It's not just a, okay, I've arrived right. at my purpose. You know, right. like someone I heard recently, they said, 
they've started using the word assignment because assignments can change, right? And sometimes if you feel like, okay, well, this was my one purpose. Like if I looked at Black Girls of Purpose and said, okay, this is my purpose for living or even my role as a mom and a wife, this is my purpose for living. If one of those things change, if something happens to my husband or my children or me and I'm not able to function in those capacities, okay, well, do I not have purpose anymore or has my assignment just changed, you know? Yeah, that's true. That was really helpful for me too. I think we take turns on whatever journey we're on, we can take turns and you can take, you know, turns with religion. If you start following, maybe you haven't been in the church lately and you decide that maybe you want to dabble in that again. Mm -hmm. Um, I really feel like there's a lot of resources out there. And and if you want to share some with me, Brie, I can put them in the show notes for folks. Um, I think you've got a lot in your podcast that people can go to and just see if, if it's of interest. You know, I found Sarah Jakes Roberts. She came to an event that I was at and, um, she was just incredible. I was like, Girl, I just want to follow you around and listen to you talk <laughs> about shit. Like, I don't even care what you talk about. She right. was so amazing. She was so relatable. She's a powerhouse. Oh my gosh! And it was crazy because I, I, there was something about her that was just extremely relatable and mm-hmm. also extremely just poignant and just for me it was on point. It was the message just hit right. And sometimes the message just hits right, and it doesn't yeah. have to come from one specific person or gender or you know what I mean color yeah. isn't you'd yeah. get you'd be surprised you're just right? like you understand me girl like yeah. you said then you're like take me everywhere you're going because you understand <laughs> yeah and I love I love her the way that she speaks and and the way that she gets her message across and and just she spoke like a prayer for us before we started the conference and it was just magical magical I mean everybody was like it was weird. The energy was just, it was mm-hmm. wild because we're all standing mm-hmm. there. It was like a room of black women just standing there. And, you know, I feel like when it comes to prayer, we just, there's something special about black people in prayer. And we were yeah. just standing there together and it was so cool. It was so cool to be in that space with her. And you just never know when you're going to get messages and guidance. So yeah. I want to encourage everyone listening to experiment, explore, and take that time to connect with the right people and the right books and tools. And we'll put some in the show notes for you. If you're interested, check them out. Um, Now you've written a couple of books. I do want to talk about that. So has it been two, one? So technically three. So I have the Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose which is a great book to start with, I think, in terms of, and of course, and I'm not one to pub my own stuff, even though someone was just got, getting on me yesterday and said, girl, if you don't pub your stuff, who's going to do it? But um, The Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose, there's a book and a workbook. The reason why I felt like the workbook was helpful outside of the fact that my aunt told me I needed to create one is that a lot of people are like me. I have action steps at the end of every chapter because I thought to myself, okay, there are so many books that I've read and I feel it's super inspired. But if you were to go back and say, well, what did you learn from that? Or what action did you take? Or how are you different now than you were when you read the book? I wouldn't be able to tell you. So I wanted people to be able to say, okay, I started eating healthier after I read this book, or I, I found my relationship with God after I read this book, or I healed the relationship that I have with my mom after I read this book. I wanted them to have clear takeaways from it. And so the book is really great for that. But then the workbook is great if you're a writer like me, if you like to journal through the things that you're growing through right not just going through but growing through and so that's really helpful and then I have my newest book walking on water it's a 21 day devotional on faith and it's actually about my pregnancy journey with my son Jaden and how I was not planning on getting pregnant as early in my marriage I mean I really was going to go without marriage altogether uh, but God had other plans for me and so just thinking about how 
opening myself up and, and having that faith, like you talked about and, and just deciding, okay, I'm not going to be unhappy about this because this is something that people pray for. This is something that, you know, if, if God is putting this in my path and he has already designed it to come out for my good, that's been incredible for me. And I didn't imagine that I would be a mom of two at this point, but it's been an amazing blessing. And it's taught me a lot about myself, like we were talking about earlier and just that self-awareness and, and that I'm stronger than I think. And that, and it's, it's that accountability again, to be able to create a schedule and say, okay, how can I take care of myself, my business and my family? Because before I wasn't taking care of really any of those things. I passed out in my car when I was eight months pregnant with my son, Jaden, because I was trying to do the most and wasn't taking proper care. I wasn't prioritizing things. And so, yeah, those are my books. And those are, that's a little bit of what they're about. Um, but the, the Black Girls Guys Living on Purpose is a great entry book. It's a, it's, it was designed for teenagers. So it's a really easy read, but I have, my grandmother's read it and said so she got out of it, got a lot out of it. My dad read it. And he's going to be 60 next year. So, I mean, it's really for anybody. Yeah. Also, shout out to family members who support the work that we do. We appreciate you. You don't have to do it, but when you do it, it's always nice. Yes, um, it is. I I will link all three of those in the show notes. So for anybody who's interested, um, definitely grab them if you know somebody who might be interested. I know we all know people who love journaling and who love doing different devotionals and stuff. So just yeah. think about it. It is the holiday time. Um, it's a good time to get that. And also, if you just want to support a Black woman in business. Um, I've, I've had a bunch of women on the, on the show who have written books and who have done things. And I think it's important to support each other, right? To support each other and to support people who may not always be supported in ways that they deserve. So um, these are great options. I think this is a good place to start. And yeah, I'm glad that you have books. I didn't know that before yes. talking to you. So heck yeah. Because not everyone wants to listen to a podcast. Some people no. like to have something in their hands. Not everybody yeah. likes to read. Some people like to like, read and take notes. So it's like a little bit more interactive. So I yes. love that you have lots of options. Okay. We've got options, people. We've got options. Always, always. Okay. So 2020 is coming. Um, I'm excited. I'm a little anxious because I want to make sure I fully prepare, but yes. I'm excited. So I want to know, you mentioned changing the name of the show and doing more events and, and whatnot, but what else is going on for you? And like, what are you looking forward to, I guess, for 2020? I'm looking forward to our Activate community. We, so we had a, a podcast series called Activate and I was getting feedback from women who were saying, Brie, you know, I listened to the Activate series and now I'm starting the YouTube channel or I'm writing that chapter in my book or I'm going to go and file for my 501c3 or I'm going to go and build community. I need someone to help me do this consistently. And because I am a creator naturally, and because I, I love just supporting women, or one of my friends said that I'm like a cheerleader and a coach and an accountability partner and a pastor, like all in one. I just want to see women succeed. And so instead of just saying, wow, I'm really glad people are doing this, I felt a responsibility to create a space where women could continue to create and have that accountability that they were talking about wanting. And so I created this community called Activate and we, it's a monthly membership. People get 
workshops that cover a variety of topics. Even when you sign up, you get to do a member intake survey that says, hey, what is it? What is it that you want to learn about? Do you want to learn how to write a book? Do you want to learn how to write a po- uh, how to produce a podcast? Do you want to learn how to host an event? Really just tailoring the experience to all the members who are part of our community. And then we're having, we're going to have accountability groups. There are going to be meetups and it's just going to be an incredible space to support the women who've been supporting us over the course of our life, right? Our, our life as an organization since 2016. And it's going to be, I really think about it like a virtual Rolodex where people are just like, oh yeah, I know somebody who does that. You need, even for simple things like you need somebody who does braids. Yeah. We know somebody who does that. And that's how you and I got connected about the black women in business directory that we're going to be offering through our app where if you need something and you really want to support a black woman in business who does that particular thing, but you don't know that she does that thing, we'll have that directory for you. So if you need a photographer, a photographer or event planner or someone who does lights, like it doesn't matter what, what the need is. We're really looking to be full service in terms of who we're connecting people with. Absolutely. And that's important because I actually had that thought, was it earlier today or yesterday? I was thinking about some, oh, it was today. So I was actually thinking about um, possibly doing some changes to my website. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, should I use the same theme? Like WordPress, like, eh, I've had it. I like it a lot, but I feel like I can do more. I feel like I can yeah. do better. And am I distracting myself or not? Either way, I want to have somebody who I can hire to help me and maybe even brainstorm right. because there may be things I can do with my current theme that they would be able to help me with. So I was thinking that thought today and then I was like, you know what, what if there was a black graphic designer I could find and hire who could help me? Yeah. And cause I'm thinking about people whose website that I do like. And so we, all of us are having these thoughts, guys. It doesn't matter. It could be about getting a dentist. It could be about, you know, going to a new OBGYN, which I actually had that thought today. I'm like, oh, I, need to <laughs> I need a new one. Cause like I moved and um, why not be able to expand and work with people of color, women of color, you know, specifically, but yeah. why not? Why not be connected in that way? And I've had the Nile um, from the nihilist.com and Nile is a black business directory as well. And they work with a lot of product-based businesses, but I believe service-based too. Okay. And um, they launched in November around, I want to say she was saying the day after Thanksgiving. And so I've been talking about this for the last few episodes. I'm really pumped about it. And I'm really excited to hear about people doing this kind of all over the country because we need these databases, directories, and websites to try to stay as connected as we can. You know, I talk a lot about networking, but it's nice to have the ability, you know, to make it easier because we go to Yelp and you try to type in, you know, awesome black graphic designer. (laughs) I don't know what's going to come up, but I can guarantee you it's probably not going to be what you want it to be. So we need better options. So yeah, lower barter cool. entry. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad that you're doing that and obviously keep me posted so I can share um, what you've got going on for next year on the yeah. gram. Um, and we can absolutely have you back if you want to talk about other stuff. I know we didn't really get to the community um, bit about supporting each other, but I would like to maybe end on that note. So yeah. on the call we had originally um, or initially, we talked about the fact that Black women have this reputation for not really supporting one another and for showing mm-hmm. up and whatnot. And I want you to just speak to maybe what you agree with and you disagree with about that statement. Yes, I think when we look at 
a lot of the shows, right? A lot of the shows that are really popular, a lot of the movies that are really popular. I don't feel like we as Black women are depicted in the best light. And I'm not going to name stuff by name because it's also like, but that's my sister. So I can't not, you know, I have to support her. Like even when we're supporting work, we're like, oh, I know this could be better, but that's my girl. So I got to support the work. Uh, But I have just, there've been so many movies that I've seen where, you know, it's the Black movie. And I know you know what I'm talking about, where the comedy is kind of like slapstick and it's like, but why can't we just have this really awesome storyline? Why do we have to be really loud or really obnoxious or or violent or whatever the case may be? And I think that that's what people believe about Black women. And I think that that's what a lot of us have started to believe about ourselves. Or we, we just we just have this, we've allowed that to be planted in our head. Like, okay, well, you know, I saw on Real Housewives that if you share a business idea with somebody, they're probably going to steal it. So I can't share my business idea. Or, you know, if you try to go into business with somebody, they're going to steal the funds. They're going to launder some of the money. And it's just, it's just really toxic beliefs. And I think for me, I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. I'm not saying that it, it doesn't happen. I'm not living in this, you know, utopia where, Oh, everything is magic. But I think because I have purposefully surrounded myself with women who really want to see each other succeed. I don't experience that in my direct circle of community. I do find myself around other women who are like, girl, if I can help you in any way, like, let me know. And one thing I loved about you is that when I shared with you, the director, you're like, yes, absolutely. Quarter one, like, let's get connected. And that is one thing I will say about community is that sometimes we can get so familiar with each other as black women, you know, the sis and the girl and all that, that we, when it comes time to support one another with our dollars, we don't do it. Cause we feel like we're so familiar with each other. Like, Oh, well, you know, I should get, be able to get a discount or, you know, the sis, the sis special or that kind of thing. And I think we need to be better about that because we're devaluing the women in our community when we say, hey, can you give me a discount? Is there a family friends discount? That kind of, okay, do you understand the time that had to go into this? I don't have to put less time into it just because you want a discount on this, right? And so for me, that is a big reason why I wanted to do this directory as well. Like I wanted women to support people who are in their community. Like we, and I talk about this in, in my, my deck that I created for Activate, we will support Target and we will support Bath and Body Works and we will support Sephora and Ulta and Mac, but we will not support each other. And a lot of times our costs are so much lower than what you would get at a Target or sometimes even what you would get at a Walmart. But we still are like, well, yeah, but that's just Brie. Like that's just Whitney. You know, she, I know her from high school. Okay. So because you've known me for longer and you're familiar with me, what I have is not a value. It's not worth paying for something. So that's the part of community that I feel like needs improvement is not just supporting each other in comments and likes and shares, but supporting each other monetarily. Absolutely. And I don't know where the whole discounting thing came from. I I maybe should research it. I know there's some research that's been done already on just like the history of, of black businesses in America and just how intense of a history it is and how ridiculous of a reality it's been. That to me was, was eye-opening, jaw-dropping. I mean, I was just angry learning about, you know, some of these statistics and the histories and just, it's just out of control. So we don't really come collectively from a place of positivity when it comes to, you know, 
black businesses in this country. Like literally that's not what they wanted at all. That's not the way the system was designed. It was not supposed to hold space for minority businesses, especially African-American businesses. And so there's just a ton of energy there and it is, it's really intense. And I think once you learn a little bit more about the history of black businesses in America and you learn a little bit more about just the system in general, you can start to see why the the businesses are the way they are and why they've been, you know what I mean? Just like some of the hurdles people have had to jump through. And I think it's, that's why it is so important and why we're trying so hard and so diligently to put things together so that we can see each other more because marketing, it's not going to show you black businesses. I mean, you really are going to have to dig deep to try to find some shit like that. Number one, number two, because it's now trendy to have black people in your ads. Now you're going to start seeing more black and brown people in ads for white stuff, Mm -hmm. right? For white owned companies. And that's Mm -hmm. where I have problems. So, you know, there's all these little things going on, which is why it's so important that we show up for each other. And I don't know how we got into that. Actually, maybe it was because you made the comment like you did in the beginning about the fact that I not only liked and commented on your post, Mm -hmm. but I actually followed through. And a lot of us aren't following through. And this actually ties into the whole episode because we're not following through on ourselves with our own shit, Mm -hmm. our own purposes, Mm -hmm. our own Mm -hmm. goals, our own um, ideas for what we want Mm -hmm. for ourselves, our dreams. We're not following through with our word and the things that we say and that we maybe think that Mm -hmm. we want to do for other people. And I think collectively we do need to do better with that. And maybe when I say collectively, really in that sense, I mean, everybody needs yes. to do better with that. That's something that's not a color thing. That's just a human being thing. We all need to do better. But I really am glad that you are here to encourage women in their journeys, specifically black women on their journeys to learning about how to follow through, learning how to, how to follow with themselves, like how to follow a path in general with just themselves. That's such a powerful and important thing. And I just, I love the work that you're doing. So yeah, thank you for, for starting this three almost months ago. Yes. Thanks for, for allowing me to share my story. I love what you're doing too with Network and Spill. And like I was sharing with you offline, I love that. I don't know. I just love the energy that you bring and, and, and that you are being a woman of integrity. You're not just talking about networking. You don't just have a networking podcast. You literally are networking with people and connecting with people and saying, Hey, how can we, can I help you get farther along the work where it is that you're going? And then where can we go together? You know? Yeah. I actually, I, that's exactly how our conversation went. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, I don't do stranger danger. I just, <laughs> you know, I just slide into DMS and slide into people's calendars and we get it popping. And I think that's super, it, for me, it's fun, but it's really powerful. At the end yeah. of the day, we are creating something. We are taking, you know, intention and energy and focus and determination, whatever, all the things. And we're putting it together and we're making this big cake pie, whatever, this mm-hmm. sweet thing, right. That we're putting together handmade, right. Our energy, our time is going into this and it's going to, yeah. something's going to come of it. Right. And that's what I look forward to most with, with the show and with stuff that I'm doing. So yes, I'm so glad we connected. If you guys are interested, like I said, you've got the books in the show notes, make sure you're following, um, the Black Girls with Purpose IG page. Make sure you add the show, the podcast show, um, Black Girls with Purpose. Make sure you add that and listen to it. And just check it out, you know, and send it to a friend if you know someone who's interested. And yeah, I want to say, if you have questions, ladies and gentlemen listening, if you have questions, 
bring them. If you want to ask something, if you had an aha moment, if you're in Dallas and you want to meet up, like you want to like meet her up at the next event, yes. come join us. We're going to go live on IG in a few days, you know, my regular Tuesday night shenanigans. So join us. I don't know what time we'll do it, but it'll be in the evening. And um, yeah, we'll have Brie there to, we'll just chat a little bit and talk about some things maybe we missed. Yes. I really, really enjoy those conversations because they're so random. We never know what we're going to talk about, but it's, I almost want to start saving them because mm-hmm. sometimes the conversations are just like a part two almost. Right. Of the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Love and it's, that. Only like 25 minutes or 35 minutes, but it's, it can be really powerful. So I really recommend you guys come and join us over at, you guys know my IG is Whitney Danielle Coaching and then the at Networking Spill page. So make sure you're following all of us wherever you are following people. And we will um, we'll definitely be working with Bree in the, in the future. So keep an eye out for her and all the work that she's doing. Is there anything else you want to add or that I forgot? No. Um... Well, if, it, if people are interested, and we can talk more about this on the live, but if you are interested, if you're like, hey, Brie, I do want to do a monthly workshop where I do need an accountability partner for the stuff that I'm doing, you can go to blackgirlspurposepodcast.com forward slash activate, and there's a page there for you to put in your email in case you are like me and have multiple tabs open and you want to go on it to get your membership, but then you think, oh man, I need to let the dog out, so wait but let me stay still connected with this person. Uh, You can get your email on there. And then once you enter your email, you'll be able to to see all the things that come with our membership. And it's just $29 a month, which is bananas, right? That's less than a dollar a month. And and as we continue to build our content, you'll get access to our full library of workshops. It won't just be like, oh, well, I have this one workshop and I can't do anything else with it. So I'm really excited about everything that we're doing. And it's going to be epic. So I'm just, I'm telling people, I'm like, y'all get in while you can. Cause I don't know where we're going, but I know it's going to be big. And I'm really trying to bring as many people as I can with me. Cause it's, it's, it's all about community, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so is it, is it blackgirlswithpurpose.org or .com? Blackgirlswithpurposepodcast.com forward slash activate for the membership. Okay. And if you just want to find out more about what we're doing, and you just want to sign up for our email list, you can go to blackgirlswithpurpose.org slash join. Perfect. Boom. Both of those will be in the show notes, guys. So you have to <laughs> scroll down and click away. Yeah, definitely get on the email list and um, and just stay tuned for what's going on. But I'm so excited. I'm excited to see the people that join and the people that yes, take advantage of this offer because I'm in a bunch of, well, I wouldn't, well, no, I don't know if I should say a bunch, but I'm in a couple of, um, okay, I'm in a few memberships. <laughs> where it's like a monthly fee and I get access to some really incredible content and it's, yeah. it's really powerful. And the community that you can find in certain groups, you've got to find the right one. Um, it's just right. incredible. So if you like Bree's vibe so far, I mean, it's, it's definitely worth a shot, but I, yeah. I think anybody who's an entrepreneur should be in at least a couple of membership sites Agreed. and anybody who's trying to just like get their shit together and is just like a millennial online should probably mm-hmm. do the same thing just because there's some really good groups out there on yeah. a ton of different topics. They've got like health ones and religious ones yeah. and um, you name it. So definitely take a gander, you know, it doesn't hurt. And if you know someone, like I said, this is about sharing and caring. So let a friend know and share the wealth. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode. So make sure you're subscribed and your everything is up to date. Make sure if you liked this episode or a previous episode, or you just like us in general, because we're so amazing, that you go into the Apple Podcast app and you scroll down to the bottom of the network and spill 
the page and you give us five stars and you say something cute in the comments because you will be entered into the giveaway. Actually, giveaways, that's plural. I've got a lot coming. So yeah, go ahead and do that. Be a pal. I love when you guys show up online on Apple Podcasts. It's so fun when people like don't have an Apple phone or an iPhone and they like take their friends because on an mm-hmm. on an Android or you can't like it's not the same. You can't access the, the Apple Podcast app to actually rate the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people, I'm like, just take someone's phone. Like take like anyone's phone, like a straight <laughs> and just type it in and scroll down and it, that counts as your vote. So yeah, I love um, that. Unfortunately, yeah, you can't really like rate shows other places just yet, but with mm. Apple Podcasts, you can. So that's why I really appreciate it. And I'm going to be rewarding those who have access or have iPhones and actually give me the five-star reviews. So that's it, guys. Seriously, this time I'm leaving. Reese has got stuff to do. We thank <laughs> you so much for tuning in. <laughs> and thank you for being here. Thank yes, you thank her. you for having me, Whitney. Seriously, it was a pleasure. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be back, guys. Have a great one. Cheers.